You're listening to the Farmyard Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Farmyard. It's a movement, have you heard? And our Patreon supporters. Episode 45, Nothing But Billions in Benefits, Part 1 of 6, with host Linda Borgie and guest Wayne Roberts. Well, hello there. Linda Borgie here from Farmyard. You are just one seed away. How are you? How's everyone doing? I'm recording this the end of March. In fact, this Sunday, this coming Sunday, is Easter Sunday. But I'm going to tell you, it is really chilly. I'm in New Jersey, and um, it's in the mid-20s at night. And people are asking me, you know, is this is this normal? And I want to know what weather pattern is normal and where that exists because I haven't seen that in probably over 15, uh, 15 or 20 years. But anyway, you know, I've got a great guest today. And as promised, I forget how many episodes ago we had a, we had a podcast on food policy, right? We went down the road to food policy. And as promised, um, we said that we were going to do some episodes with, uh, with this young man, Wayne Roberts, and that is exactly what we are going to do. And we are going to, well, not we, Wayne is going to take all of us down the garden path to billions of dollars of free public services. You know, uh, I know we are so distracted in our lives right now that sometimes people say things and we hear them, but we don't really hear them. So I want you to hear this. We are going down the garden path to billions of dollars of free public services. So let's, without any further ado, let's bring in the billions of dollars, Wayne Roberts. Bring it on, honey bunches of oats. <laughs> well, great to uh, talk with you, Linda. Thanks very much for pumping me up in the morning. So, oh, uh, thanks for thanks for coming, my dear. <laughs> I mean, Wayne's going to give us. 30. We're going to have six episodes. We're going to do five an episode. 30 benefits. So pay attention and don't worry about taking too many notes because we will have the entire written transcript along with the hard links. We'll have that in the show notes for you at the end. So take it away, Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks very much, Linda. So uh, I think you and I have the same inspiration here, which is uh, we want to harness the energy and goodwill of uh, individual gardeners, and we can multiply the individual garden, the power of one that an individual garden has times 50 million, because that's how many uh, food gardeners, serious food gardeners there are in uh, North America, and really uh, make some incredible community benefits happen. And I think when people have thought about gar- gardening in the past, we thought personal hobby, and I do it in my private backyard, and that's true. And uh, and you you have your own delicious uh, meal with it, but it's also true at the same time that gardening creates community benefits to someone who hasn't seen your garden, hasn't walked in your garden, hasn't eaten anything from your garden, getting 
billions of dollars of public community benefits in that. And, and so I want to go through what that, that is. And when you understand how big the picture is, I'm, I'm hoping that I'll get it up to um, $10 billion by the time we finish the series. I'm going to do $3 billion today um, with the first five. Uh, we'll see, wow, this is a something that is really in the public interest. It's really for the public good. And we need to have a little bit of uh, government support like they usually do with things that are uh, public good. So right. that's how I'd like to change the conversation about gardening. And gardeners can stand proud, as it were, when they get up from kneeling off the ground uh, about exactly how much they're contributing to the public good. Most definitely. <laughs> so to start with, I think almost everybody knows uh, how much food uh, we waste in uh, North America and the standard estimate in the U.S. is $160 billion worth of food waste a year. And in Canada, it's $31 billion a year. That's almost uh, $200 billion a year uh, that's basically uh, thrown down a pit. And that's the beginning of the story, but it actually costs us money to throw it down the pit. And um, <laughs> And it, uh, the estimate in the U.S. is that a landfill uh, costs about $50 a ton. That's the cost of the truck that comes around to pick it up, uh, haul it off to the landfill, and the cost of building a landfill and staffing a landfill uh, while it's maintained. And um, so <clears throat> in the U.S., that comes to uh, 60 million tons of food are thrown uh, down the sinkhole. And it costs $50 a ton. That comes to $3 billion. And we can save the better part of that through the magic of composting. I love compost. I'm going to tell you, I'm 63. I was married for close to 25 years. I'm really not looking to ever, ever get married again. But if compost is available, I am. I want to be right number one on that list. <laughs> well, I, In 2000, I'm going to tell you something even funnier. Get a load of this, way. 2007, when I moved to uh, Hudson Valley in New York State to become an urban farmer, right? I was, um, I was nominated to go into who's who in Orange County. You have to be nominated to get in this magazine once a year, right? I was nominated in the in the category of manure. <laughs> I do not believe there were any runners up. <laughs> but that's how much I love compost. Go right ahead, my dear. Sorry for Okay, interrupting. so if anybody wants to make a, a marriage proposal to you, they gotta mention the fact that I'll be a good compost. Or right? or they've got a lot of compost on hand. One <laughs> or the other. <laughs> now the magic of compost is that um there's a certain ratio of things. So you have uh what are called uh, food scraps um, or um which is sometimes referred to as a green um, materials, but it has to be balanced for every, um, let's say, uh, uh, five inches of, uh, 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 for every inch of uh, green material, you need to have 30 inches of what are called brown material, which could be uh, leaves that have fallen off the tree in the fall, uh, could be cardboard, could be brown paper bags or brown serviettes. Um, you need 30 items of brown for every item of green. 
So when you're composting, you're not only getting rid of your food scraps and keeping it out of landfill, which is 60 million tons of landfill, oh. but you're also keeping up in approximately the same amount out in cardboard, uh, brown paper bags, uh, fall leaves that are normally picked up uh, by the waste department uh, all throughout the su uh, spring, summer, and fall. So just think about how much sawdust waste there is or oh, how much gosh. Uh, wood chip waste from Christmas trees and all of that can be kept out of landfill and put to good use to create new uh, growth of food through compost. So that's the first huge saving. If we could, in my opinion, at, for a fraction of the cost of $50 a ton, um, cities can provide uh, gardeners with high-quality uh, composters. If they're seniors or people who have some physical disabilities, they can provide them with city staff who can come around and teach them how to do it and uh, occasionally give them a hand. Or maybe you can have environment days in a city when there's wood chips uh, that the city needs to get rid of, and you can donate them for free to uh, gardeners for their compost. We're going to have uh, $3 billion worth of uh, savings potential there and i would like to i would like to shout out to the city of orlando florida kudos to you orlando orlando has a composting uh, program within that that those city limits uh, they will give you a bucket you put the waste in and they pick it up and give you an empty i mean kudos to you but you know some cities are catching on thank god right wayne well you know um I often say the slogan of government is that no good deed goes unpunished. Okay. And <laughs> yes. so we subsidize bads instead of subsidizing goods. And so the point is, what, what can we do to encourage good behavior and, yes. and reinforce it? Yeah. So my second uh, benefit is, um, again, part of what happens after you've got rid of the garbage, it's away from the curb and off your mind. It's still continuing to do a lot of harm. And the greatest harm is this, that, when your, uh, compo when your uh, food scraps go into the garbage dump, then someone's pouring old cement blocks or whatever else goes into landfill on top of it. And so there's no oxygen that gets access to your, uh, your food scraps. And when it rots, instead of giving off carbon dioxide, it gives off methane. Methane is sort of approximately what we would uh, consider to be natural gas, but it has to have 25 times more damage in terms of global warming emissions than carbon dioxide. Like that is a huge boost. And we can uh, eliminate that through composting. So what is now a 25 time multiple uh, of carbon dioxide, we can turn down to a one point. That is probably the biggest and cheapest thing that a city can do to reduce its global warming impact it has about, uh, depending on the size of the city, um, a, a very moderately sized city can have the impact of taking five thousand cars off the road in terms of air pollution. So, what would be what would be a moderate sized city? So the listeners, like, um, yeah. some people or something. How many? Yeah. How many? Because sometimes you're going in and out. How many? Um, how many people? So about. 50,000 people, I would call a moderate, a moderately sized city. So 50, 50,000. 
No, 750,000 people, not a million people. 750, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so we probably have easily, you know, 50 cities like that in, uh, that are bigger than that in North America. So it's taking a lot, of, it has the equivalent of taking a lot, a lot of cars off the road in terms of air pollution. And somewhat related to that, the food scraps are called, referred to as wet waste, and that's because they still have lots of moisture in them. And when your old carrots uh, that never got eaten are uh, rotting, they're giving off water. That water is dripping through the landfill site. It's picking up stuff from batteries that somebody tossed into the landfill and also rusting metal and all sorts of other things. And it produces what is called leachate, which is highly toxic. And cities do what they can to prevent that from leaking out. But eventually the water finds a way out as everyone knows whatever, whatever you do to try to keep moisture out it somehow gets in and that becomes toxic pollution in our water table and our waterways so by re eliminating or reducing the amount of food scraps we reduce the amount of wet waste we reduce the amount of le leachate uh, which does so much damage in terms of water pollution so that's the Third benefit. Does that make sense to you? Sure does. And what, what kind of number are we putting on that one? Um, well, you know what? It all depends on what how you would calculate it. But if you calculated it uh, in terms of the impact of um, water pollution on uh, people who are drinking the water, because most of us get our water from lakes and rivers that are close to our cities. We're not getting it from groundwater. Uh, that's a lifelong toll on your health or if you looked on it as what it does in terms of destroying a fisheries in your lake or a river near you that's another way of calculating it i call that a soft benefit i'm not going to put a dollar benefit on it but i gotcha. think everybody can imagine uh it's cost it's costing them money as well as doing something wrong to the environment most definitely and um uh you know there just was a a publication which I've got in the show notes that talks about plastic reduction in the nutrients in food. If you uh, think about how many nutrients our uh, parents or grandparents got in the 1940s when they ate an apple or an orange or a pea or a carrot, uh, they got about three times the nutrients that we would get from eating the same food today. And there's two main reasons for that difference, which is a catastrophic decline, uh, a catastrophic increase in the amount of food you have to eat to get the same nutrient value as our grandparents got. Um, there's two reasons for it. And one of them is uh, that breeders uh, who make seeds have been trying to breed for maximizing the yield or maximizing the resistance to pests, and they've not been uh, designing uh, seeds so that they maximize the nutrition benefit. But the main reason is that the quality of the soil has declined. The so soil, not, that is yeah. correct. The quality so of the not soil. in the soil cannot be in the carrot or the apple or the orange. Absolutely. Uh, so, and that's happened because we, commercial agriculture, we just keep plowing year after year. Every time we're doing it, more, is, more of the topsoil is eroded, uh, and 
chemical fertilizers are put in instead of natural fertilizers. Well, gardeners are putting in compost, which is a rich way to bring your, uh, your soil back to life. And it gets more of the nutrients that our grandparents, uh, parents and grandparents had in the 1940s. So that's a huge impact on uh, public health and, uh, which, and the reduction of chronic disease from poor diets. So we're getting the full load that we need, not just us as individuals, but our children, people in old age homes are getting food delivered from, uh, from uh, gardens that are nearby. Uh, so it's a huge uh, benefit to the general public. Again, I'm not going to put a dollar value on it, but you don't have to think too much of all the people who are suffering from um, a chronic disease, uh, how much that costs the medical system, how much it costs the general public and think, wow, we can control a good chunk of that through proper nutrition. Most definitely. And, you know, uh, garbage in, garbage out. That's really, that's really the nature <laughs> of the bee, sorry. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, go shopping in the stupid market, I mean, it's like Russian roulette. I mean, because you don't know where was it grown, by whom, and in what now, there is a device that you could purchase called a refractometer that, uh, just Google that, refractometer, and it will give you the sucrose level or the nutrient density of the food that you're consuming. But, you know, we have to grow soil. And thank God Farmyard has a soil doctor <laughs> that, you could, <laughs> that you could get uh, get a soil sample to him. And he's going to give you a prescription. I mean, it doesn't get any better than this, folks, really. <laughs> right, right, Wayne? You know, the, the, uh, our episodes are going to be a little bit longer than most. But, you know, for myself, I wish I had a soil doctor when I was starting. Remember, I, I am the oldest of eight in a family of famous fine art dealers. <laughs> no one taught me about the power of the zucchini. <laughs> Or how to grow a kohlrabi. No one. They didn't paint that picture for you. They did not. They did not paint that picture. So it's so funny. Can I get to my uh, fifth benefit, actually? Have we got time to do that? We do. Okay. So the fifth one is um, that when you produce soil, part of the beauty of soil is it not only uh, uh, feeds us healthier uh, food, but it also draws material from the atmosphere. It's famous for drawing down uh, two things. One is nitrogen. So when you grow uh, clover and other crops, they draw down nitrogen from the atmosphere and take it into the soil. And the other thing they do is they draw down carbon from the atmosphere and put it in the soil. And then later they put it in the tree that grows on, on the soil. So that's called drawdown. And many people believe that we can actually control a global warming or get control it getting worse. Think of all the floods and storms that people think have been related to global warming by drawing down more of that carbon to the soil where it belongs. You know, there's a saying about garbage that there is no such thing as waste. There's just resources we put in the wrong place. Yes. Food scraps into the landfill. It's not going into the soil. We're putting on the the soil the chance to renew itself uh, every generation of, of its uh, use. 
and we're putting creepy crawlies and worms and other good things into the soil who are adding uh, enrichment and nutrients to the soil that gets translated into our food. So um, that's the deal that I think uh, we're going to see. It's got one hard benefit. You can easily measure that's three a billion dollars it costs every year to dump $160 billion worth of food waste. And then the others are of, of soft benefits. Everyone can agree they would have an economic value, but very hard to put it on. Well, you know, soft, hard, what we know is that if we don't, number one, start to deal with waste, we're in trouble. Because we are really very wasteful society. We are not frugal. We're not frugal. I mean, to think that uh, upwards of 50% in some cases of all the food grown is thrown in the garbage. I really truly believe that it's because you didn't grow it. Because if you took that tiny little basil seed in your hand, you know what I mean? Tinner wiener, basil's really tiny, and you plant that, and you and you water it, and then you harvest it. I guarantee you that you're not going to throw any of it away because you've gone through the process with it, and we really have to start to go through that process again. We have to reconnect to the earth beneath our feet because really. Honest to goodness gracious, we worry about so many things. We worry about pensions and retirement and and vaccines and food. But nobody's worried about the earth beneath our feet. Without that six-inch layer and the fact that it's rain, that it rains, it's over, Dover. Seriously, Honest to goodness, Mr. Gallagher and Mr. Sheen. That's what my grandmother used to say. I don't know who I don't know who those two people are. Grandma, why did you tell me who they were? But um we have, we have to focus and we're, we are talking about a garden path of billions of dollars. So Wayne is gonna teach us, and then when we're all done, we're gonna go to our communities, our towns, our cities. And we're going to demand, just like these kids are demanding right now, you know, that they have a right to not have to worry about being gunned down in a school, right? Or women women demanding that they have a right to not be sexually assaulted. I mean, you know, if we keep on demanding our rights, our, our right for good food, right, then perhaps... It won't turn into Sodom and Gomorrah or, you know, Rome or, you know, just do history, right, Wayne? We just have to yeah. look to history. <laughs> oh, mama, well, so That's a very eloquent way to finish it off and get ready for our next one, which I'm going to talk about how we can save uh, approximately the same value, $3 billion of wasted on landfill on, on water that we waste when, with good gardening practices. Water, I got to tell you, 40% of the drinking water on the East Coast goes to water lawns. And, you know, I've taught in five African nations, Sierra Leone being the first, you know. And I know people personally through teaching them online, you know, you, you develop a relationship. 
I know people that will never see a drinking, clean drinking water supply in their lifetime. And we are watering something that we cannot eat. I will include in the show notes a YouTube video that's called Your Yard is Evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Wayne, for taking this time. It was my for pleasure. Us. Thank you for all your enthusiasm. Thank you so much for educating us. And we can hardly wait for episode two. Great. I can't either. Okay, that's wonderful. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate um, your support. Please download the podcast, subscribe, comment, make some comments, you know. And I want to shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. How in the bejesus could we do it without you? I mean, this is my full-time job. All of the information is free. If you weren't putting some money in the cup every month, I wouldn't be able to buy the things that I need to keep this movement going. So thank you so much. I will see all of you on the flip side. And until then, go farm your yard. This podcast is community-supported We thank everyone for tuning in, and a special thank you goes out to all our Patreon supporters. If you enjoy our content, please subscribe and share. You can help support us through Farmyard, all one word, on patreon.com.